Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2020 and a brand new episode of the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 92. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this year and every year to this weekly JRPG podcast. And let me be uh, one of the first to wish you a very happy new year. Uh, as of this recording, it is the 2nd of January. And if you can't already tell, I'm a little uh, soft-spoken. My voice has been run through the ringer these past few days as... Uh, I managed to escape the nasty stomach bug that wiped off uh, half of my family, but I did manage to pick up a little uh, little cold and some little coffee and a little sneezy, but we will uh, get through this, no doubt. Uh, I do want to, first and foremost, uh, in addition to saying Happy New Year, of course, uh, we did reach a milestone on the old Facebook page and got to like number 100. So that's pretty cool. Actually, we're at 101 in no small part thanks to Kyle, Alec, and Josh, who all liked the page uh, since the last podcast. So shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for if you are a a new or an old listener alike. A special shout out to uh, my buddy Jeff, who reminded me that he was uh, number one (laughs) on that list way back when we started the page. Uh, The podcast has been going on and off for, I think, about four years now. I can't quite recall. Uh, Obviously, this is episode 92. When we first started, it was, uh, I think I went monthly, and then it went to uh, bi-weekly, and uh, now we're rocking and rolling with uh, every week. Um, And it's all thanks to you guys for listening. And, of course, as a show of support for that, we had our listener support uh, uh, giveaway, I guess is the proper word for it. And we did reach five supporters for that contest. So it is a go. I'm going to be making a video next week where I will, uh, have that drawing. Uh, so if you still want to get in on that, that you, you can, I haven't actually seen if anybody else has signed up for that. So I'll give you guys an extra week to get in on that as, uh, Things are a little hectic with the kiddos still being out of school this week and sickness and all. So had a chance to do that yet, but I will do that video for you guys so you can see, you know, me putting the names in the hat. There's no funny business going on. It'll, it'll all be legit. And, uh, so yeah, if you want to go ahead and sign up for listener support, it's easy to do that. You find the link at the bottom of this podcast description. Uh, but yeah, thanks to you guys, we have a go on that contest. We don't have a ton of stuff to talk about today, as news was light. I figured it would be the week uh, after Christmas and then before and during New Year's, as a lot of places are closed. Uh, but we did have a few pieces to talk about, and I want to talk about um, an interesting article. We'll kind of go through all the JRPGs that came out that I... Uh, either played or didn't play. There's a tons I didn't. Um, and then talk about my very favorites. I don't want to say, uh, use a term like JRPG of the year. Um, because it's just me and I can't tell you what the best one is because I haven't played them all. 
And even if you do play them all, to say which one is the best is not really fair. It's like saying what's the best movie to come out this year. Well, if I like an you know action movies and you like dramas, we're probably not going to agree what the best movie of the year is. Same thing with games. There's so even in our genre, there's such differing of opinions on what makes a great JRPG. Uh, we, we we have trouble even uh, deciding on what the accepted definition of that term is outside of a Japanese-developed game. But then you have games that are Western or, or you know European or outside Japan. I mean, we were getting tons of new developers popping up in uh, in Korea and even China now um, that are heavily influenced in in JRPG style. So the definition is blurring. So I will tell you what game I have loved the most this year. We had some people chime in on the Facebook page. We'll talk about that as well. But we'll do that at the end of the podcast let's talk about some of the news and excuse me for any of those type of things they're going to pop up uh for sure um a story that i didn't think would be a story but we need to talk about it at least a little bit and that is the final fantasy 7 remake demo and if you recall back around like games con and um into uh, various events other than that there was some rumbles in the bushes about hey they developed this demo people are playing the demo at these uh you know gaming conventions would they bring this out as a playable demo to the masses i speculated that they would and indeed it looks like it is a thing and so there is over 30 minutes of leaked footage out there now. I actually posted three, at least three, maybe four separate stories on the Facebook page about this story as it got updated a couple times. Uh, it started off with just a single image um, with the word demo under the Final Fantasy VII Remake logo with start game on the on there as well so it's like oh this is definitely a thing at the very bottom in small print it says this demo represents a work in progress and may differ from the final product so uh there are links to um for it's 30 minutes long and it looks like there are two there's three parts to it out there but as of yesterday um, they were only able to locate part one and part three the uh, quote-unquote part two has either disappeared or be taken off we're not exactly sure maybe there was something in there that uh, they didn't want people seeing just yet or needs to be taken out I'm not exactly sure so I am not going to talk about what's in the demo the video that I'll share on um, the YouTube video that I always do each week for the podcast. Shout out to anybody who wants to watch it via YouTube. Um, is just the opening intro. We've seen that before. Um, it's just really cool to see it once again. As to when this is actually coming out, I think it could be pretty soon. Um, 
we're at the very first of January, so I would be say next couple of weeks this may go live on the PlayStation Store, and I think it's smart because also in the very top right of this opening image is you can press the options button to purchase it, which is something that they obviously would like for people to do. It's a easy way to get people to play your product and have direct sales. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, well, I will keep you posted as soon as something happens on that. Personally, I am not watching this footage. I can easily wait until I play the demo. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I just think that's cool. And I hope that it'll give you the ability to save at the end of it so you don't have to go through all that again. So yeah, that's an interesting story. I didn't think that's something that we would be necessarily talking about, but it is it is out there. I had some short stories to kind of pass along to you guys. Uh, on January 16th, God Air 3 version 2.3 will go live. Publisher Bandai Namco announced during their latest God Eater official broadcast. Uh, this Update will include new background music added to the jukebox, an added new episode to the Traveling the Past uh, thing, and then we'll have, um, when version 2.4 comes out, it will add the Keith Pennywort and Neil Pennywort episodes. Episode, or version 2.5 will add the Ein episode. Also some new baddies for you to fight new costumes have been added there were some new balance adjustments as well you can check out that full story on the facebook page as well as some additional system related features um, god air 3 of course is available now for ps4 switch and pc there was a single image screenshot posted for um, what is called Yokai Academy Y. Okay, no wait. Yokai Watch Jam. <laughs> Colon. Yokai Academy Y. This is a new game in development. Level 5. President. Uh, okay. Hiro Hino posted this screenshot of the game. It's currently in development. And that's about all we know about it. <laughs> it is extremely early in development. So uh, he said, according to Hino... This Yokai Academy game will have a different type of system compared to Yokai Watch. Further details were not announced. Uh, Digimon Survive got a bevy of new screenshots posted on its uh, Weibo account back uh, before Christmas. It featured new character Psyche, her partner uh, Floamon, and the free movement system. Additional screenshots were also sent. Saki is a first-year medical student with an honest personality who is freewheeling and goes with the flow. The free movement system allows the player to choose where to go on the map and who to talk to. You can deepen your bonds through conversations. So yeah, there was about oh, about 10 or so images that were uh, released. You can check those out on Facebook, or like I said earlier, you can check it out on the YouTube Video that I make for the podcast each and every week. Digimon Survive is due out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC worldwide in 2020. In Japan, it will only be released for PS4. Uh, 
and switch. Kind of makes sense. Uh, there was a new um, playthrough video. This was over an hour long that came out um, for Sword Art Online Lucization Lycoris during the Dengeki PlayStation broadcast. The first scene is a long version of Allison and Isuna's first encounter, while the second is in-game producer uh, Fatumi's favorite here we go, scene. This game is due out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam on May 21st, 2020 in Japan, and the next day in the Americas and Europe. If you would like to uh, skip ahead on that live stream that I've got linked on the Facebook page, it is in the uh, 53rd, almost 54th minute. So you have to skip quite a bit away to get to that new stuff. Now this picture. The game is shaping up very nicely. And uh, got a little bit more ways to go. So they've got some fine tuning to do. Had a bit of a sad story something we've speculated on in the past but it doesn't seem like it is going to happen um bandai namco original ip games project general manager uh let me just say harada has confirmed that a xenosaga remaster was considered but ultimately shot down by the company here's a quote a xenosaga collection actually progressed to the remaster's plan but failed in a profitable market analysis he said in a tweet sorry guys this plan will be difficult to resurface end quote really kind of a bummer news uh xenosaga in particular the first and the third one were uh, some of my higher rated ps2 games i really enjoyed that series uh, even part two was was well made as well but it that series while it was all on ps2 software it was incredible because you really saw the graphical leap in each installment most of the time if you get a game that comes out on a system and there's a sequel, let alone two sequels, you're lucky if you see any difference. <laughs> but it was really cool to see the progression in that series and the game got better each time as well as the graphics did. Uh, so this is really a bummer story. And um, as I talked about with a few people in the group, it doesn't make a ton of sense um, obviously these people are professionals, they, they, you can't just do things willy nilly. You go through these market analysis to see if it's profitable, but this is a different age and I can't imagine brushing this thing up and releasing it digitally would not bring about a profit. Um, but maybe they looked at that as well and just determined that it could not be done. Um, so if you were hoping that, you know, with uh, the Xenoblade success and that Chronicles 1 getting a remaster, that maybe this would be down the line, I don't think it's going to happen. If there was ever time for it to happen, it was now. And it's it's no more. And uh, as, <laughs> as somebody said, I can't remember, I was like, no more Cosmos. No, no, no more. Sad day indeed. 
Um, there was an interesting quote that came out from a uh, Dragon Quest series creator and game design, Yuri Hora. He posted a Happy New Year's card and message on Twitter where he looks back on the series releases and announcements from 2019, as well as a bit of a look ahead to part 12, perhaps. So here is the full message. Happy New Year. In addition to what he says in the card below, there are some things that I still cannot say, but as for Dragon Quest 12, it is still a little while ahead. However, there may be things we can release before that. Please give me your support again this year. Happily, Happy New Year. Last year we released Dragon Quest Movie, Dragon Quest Your Story, as well as the Switch version for Dragon Quest Eleven. We also released Dragon Quest Walk for smartphones and announced the anime and game editions for Dragon Quest The Adventures of Die. And now, 33 years after the first game, I'm extremely happy that we'll be able to challenge new things such as the production as Dragon Quest Twelve. To all the fans who have supported Dragon Quest thus this far, uh, as well as the main staff who has sustained it, thank you so much. While I'm not sure how long I'll be able to keep this up, I want to work as hard as I can for a little while longer. May this year be a wonderful one for everyone. Please give me your support again this year. So yeah, it's not a lot in there, but... It is interesting, uh, in particular the end of it. Not he says, uh, I'm not sure how much longer I'll, I'll be able to keep this up. The man is getting uh, older, <laughs> for sure, and I'm sure he wants to retire at some point. Maybe he takes more of a backseat in development with twelve. I can't imagine that. Um, if anything, he you would have imagined he might have retired after eleven. But this is a PlayStation Five game, guys. It's not coming out. Anytime soon, we may get that first inkling of something. Uh, let's see if the PS5 comes out this fall or into winter. I'm guessing next springish, we may get a first tidbit of it. It's going to be a while, and it'll be incredible. And it'll be worth the wait. These games take a long time, and it'll take even longer to get over to our shores. So the next things I want to talk about, there was two articles that kind of talked about um, uh, developers' plans for 2020. There's some interesting tidbits in there, and then we'll talk about all the great JRPGs that came out in 2020 after we take a break and have a word from our sponsor. All right, guys, let's wrap it up with uh, some opinions from, or not opinions, but statements from some of the companies that kind of tells what they are working on and uh, i won't read you every bit of them we'll kind of just single out a few of them atlas had an interesting um quote and this is from the latest issue of weekly Famitsu, and it featured new year's cards from these companies so atlas said we are currently working hard on developing shimigami tetsei 5 and project re fantasy um, two games that we are eagerly looking forward to. I am quite concerned about Shimigami Tetsei. It has been a while since we heard anything about that game. So that may be a ways off and even more ways off Project Re Fantasy. We've not heard 
uh, one peep from that game outside that initial had um, that odd uh, trailer and set of images along with it. Obviously, they need to wrap up all their Persona 5 dealings and then move forward with that. Um, Project Refantasy is a PS5 game. That's obvious. Shimigami Tensei says it's a Switch game. The game may uh, outlast the system at this rate. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, Nippon Ichi said that sequel preparations are underway. We're hoping to prepare an original lineup for 2021 and onward. That is uniquely Nippon Ichi software. So that's kind of an interesting <laughs> um, statement. That's not saying a whole lot for this year now, uh, is it? Uh, in other uh, messages, that uh, this was from Idea Factory. They said, thanks to you, the Neptunia series will celebrate its 10th anniversary in 2020. We are working hard on the development of VVV Tunia and E-Ninja New- Newtonia in hopes to please the fans, so please look forward to them. I hadn't heard the E-Ninja one before. That may be more of an offshoot. Um, this other statement from Atlas from uh, uh, Shinjaro Takatada. He says, we will deliver more news on the long-awaited Shin Megami Tensei 5, so please look forward to it. So that's basically what they're saying, is this year we will finally hear something about this game, and hopefully <laughs> a little bit more. I'll, also from Atlas, uh, this is from uh, Katsura Hashino. We are challenging a new RPG at the studio. We started several years ago, Project Reef Fantasy. In my previous title, Persona 5, I think we were able to deliver the fun of an Atlas RPG to users around the world. But what can we create if we commit our, if we commit our efforts to a fantasy RPG? I hope we'll be able to make an official announcement soon. Uh, also from Atlas, from Kazu Hisha Wada. I am valuing and taking one step at a time towards the 25th anniversary of Persona approaching in 2021. That's really cool, guys. I did not realize that Persona is turning 25 now next year in 2021. What does that mean? Usually, when an anniversary comes about, that means we get remasters. Um... As far as I know, they've never really done anything with Persona 1 and 2. Those were PlayStation titles. Uh, I think they got re-releases on PSP of some sorts. But those could easily be redone, maybe even remade completely into playable games. I jumped into this series with Part 3. I never went back and played 1 and 2. It didn't look like anything I needed to do. Um, and then of course we may get, uh, some sort of modern release remaster for three and four as well. I'd love to see that, um, with some modern hardware next year. We'll just have to wait and see, uh, from other, in other ones, JRPG, uh, Square Enix. This is from Akitoshi Kawa. 
Hello, Zoo. The Saga series is finally 30 years old, starting with the Romansa Saga Orchestra in February, which we're doing as a 30th anniversary event. We're planning various game and non-game-related things, so please look forward to them. Uh, we didn't talk about this game uh, last week, but Yusuke Sato says, Babylon's Fall, which recently had a new trailer, will begin full-scale promotion. I didn't talk about that game because it does look like a straight-up action game along the lines of like a near Automata. Um, maybe we'll start talking about that one as I see a little bit more about it and gain some insight into it. It looks incredible. It looks like a game I want to play, but I try to limit to more traditional JRPGs, as you have no doubt noticed over the years. He also said various things and unannounced titles are simultaneously in the works for Nier's 10th anniversary, which will be announced at the proper timing. Please look forward to that. We've speculated quite a bit about a re-release for Nier on its 10th anniversary. Also from Square Enix, from Naoka Yoshida, he says, with new hardware announced, it will be the start of a new generation for the games industry. I hope to challenge that milestone with the full effort of the third development division. Uh, let's see, what else in this one? Um, here we go, this is uh, from um, Nippon Ichi. He says, oh, uh, says, uh, Oh boy, I can't even get close to this guy's name. I'm sorry. So he, <laughs> Nikawa. Over the last few years, we have focused on the development of new titles. As the next step, we want to focus our effort on sequels that thoroughly echo the voices of the fans. We are paying attention to new platforms such as PlayStation 5. We want to make preparations to release a title for the platform as early as possible. That'd be... Uh, a good step for them. They should definitely try to do that. Uh, a company from, called Bokoro. In his uh, Yakotaro says, 2020 is the 10th anniversary of the Nier series, which I directed. and will be full of various events. In other words, there are many deadlines in many ways. I've already reached my limit for next year. Or rather, I have reached my limit. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, quote. Uh, from Platinum Games. Uh, this guy, Hideki uh, Kamara, says 2020 will definitely be a year of change for Platinum, but it's super secret, so I can't say anything. Very nice. Uh, level 5's uh, Akihiro Hino says, while I can't share any details yet, we plan on trying something new outside of games, anime, and movies, so please look forward to it. That's interesting. Games, anime, movies. What's uh doesn't leave a whole lot of anything uh <laughs> anything left, is it? Uh da, 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 da. I'm trying to, I'm scrolling through this really long uh really long title. Uh Bed on Emco is uh Catcher Hero Harada. Uh in twenty twenty titles that we have repaired as well as still unannounced titles, will certainly release no, not fighting games. But personally, I want to get ready for to work on something new and big. I want to dive in again. Making games is truly fun. And I think that's about it. Yep, that's all of it. So th some interesting little snippets in there. 
<laughs> purposely vague, of course, but they're in there nonetheless. So let's talk to what we've been wanting to talk about all day long, and that is what were some of the biggest JRPGs of 2019? What were some of your favorites? And what were some of my favorites? Um, this goes month by month, the list that I had out there. And so we'll just go down the, the list of ones that kind of stick out. Cause this was an action, this was an RPG list. So I kind of got to go through it and get just the ones out. Uh, we had Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story plus Bowser junior story for the 30s. This is all from January. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, Definitive Edition. Fairy Fencer F, Dark Advent Dark Force for the Switch. Uh, Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet Complete Edition. We had a Grand Legacy, Tale of the Fate Bounds for the Switch. We had Kingdom Hearts 3. We'll talk about a little bit more of that one a little bit later. Uh, God of Year 3 released in February. Yokai Watch 3. Um, Final Fantasy IX finally made its way to Xbox One and Switch. Death End Request came out for PS4. Uh, Near Automata Game of the Yoha Edition came out at the end of February, and I picked that one up at Christmas. I'm looking forward. It is now square in the backlog, and uh, hopefully it will find its way to the top here pretty soon. Uh, March releases, we had the Caligula Effect Overdose. Um, we had the first Cold Steel re-release, Legend of Heroes, Divin- Div- Decisive Edition for PS4. Uh, Final Fantasy VII came out for Xbox One and Switched. Uh, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist came out for PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, into April, we had... Uh, I'm trying not to say <laughs> PC games. Um, Final Fantasy X and TNT Remaster came out for Xbox One and Switch. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen Remaster came out for Switch. Uh, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age P- uh, for Xbox One and Switch. In May, Death End Request finally came out on PC. We had Atila Lula. The Sign of Arlen came out PS4, Switch, and PC. Switch version of Sword Art Online Hollow Realization came out. Into June. Persona Q2, New Sim and Labyrinth for the 3DS came out. Cold Steel 2, Relentless Edition came out for PS4. Uh, PC finally got Octopath Traveler. <coughs> Excuse me. Dragonstar Varner came out for PS4. God Wars Complete Legend came out for PC. Super Nintunia RPG came out for PS4, Switch, and PC. In July, the um, third expansion for Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers came out for PS4 and PC. Dragon Quest Builders 2, Switch, and PS4. God Eater 3 came out for the Switch. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, came out for Switch. And Fire Emblem 3 Ounces came out for the Switch. In August, we had the Switch version of Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet Complete Edition. Uh, 
Grande HD Collection came out for the Switch. Anunnaki, PS4, Switch, and PC. The physical Switch collection for a collection of Mana came out. Crystar came out for PS4 and PC. September, the Final Fantasy Seven, or I'm sorry, Final Fantasy Eight Remastered came out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion came out. Caravan Stories got a release. Borderlands 3, PS4, Xbox One, PC. The remaster of Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, came out PS4, PC, and Switch. Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of Elusive Phage Definitive Edition for the Switch. And of course, the first three Dragon Quest games also came out for the Switch in that month, as well as Code Vein for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. October saw the release of Foresaw. Super Robot Wars 5 for the Switch. The Grand Legacy came out for it. Xbox One and PS4. The Alliance Alive HD Remaster, PS4 and Switch. Dragonstar Veneer made it on the PC. Mistover came out for PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, the Witcher 3 got a release on Switch. Grandia HD came out for PC. Little Town Hero made it out for the Switch. Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3 for the PS4. Mario Skelter 2 came out for the Switch. The Sky of 4 Complete Plus for PS4 and Switch. And Atelier Raza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout, PS4, Switch, and PC. In November, Conception Plus, Mains of the 12 Stars, PS4 and PC. Romancing Saga 3 came out for everything. Pokemon Sword and Shield for the Switch. And in December... Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions for everything. Star Ocean First Departure R, PS4 and Switch. And that's about it. I am probably missed a couple of them in there, but those were the big ones that we definitely talked about at some point during the year. Um, like I said, I'm sure we missed one and it was something that may have gotten left off this list. First, let's go to what you guys said um, were your favorite JRPGs of the year? Dalton says, "Okay, mine for sure is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hard to go wrong uh, with that one." Uh, Jake said, "Pokemon Sword and Shield was a great game and a huge step forward for the franchise. Star Ocean R was a great stepping stone for making <laughs> Star Ocean Two R a reality." I've talked with Jake a couple times. Star Ocean Two was his. One of his favorite games of all time, and he can't wait for that to happen. And Giant Quest Eleven uh, for the Switch was epic. With all due respects to those games, Cold Steel Three is my pick, and even isn't even close. He says, James, I know you are still playing through it. If you don't pick this game as your favorite, I'll be very curious to see uh, if the end game changes your mind. He can't wait to hear my thoughts. I'll give them here shortly. Han says, Dragon Quest Eleven, Tales of Vesperia, Nino Kuni, Three, or Nino Kuni, <laughs> Remastered. 
uh, all three uh, were great. He said uh, he is uh, playing Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology on the 3DS and is enjoying that one as well. Uh, uh, Dalton also said that Dragon Quest Eleven for the Switch was way up there as well. So, that's what you guys said. What do I think? So, the best games that I played that I played this year and I can't say Atelier Riza is on there because I haven't played it yet. I think it is deserving of a top of the list. I think Sword and Shield is probably deserving up there as well as well as Fire Emblem. Both games I have not gotten a chance to play. Uh, for me, I thoroughly loved every minute of Tales of Vesperia. It was fantastic. Um, I cannot give enough praise for that game. It de- deservedly got, you know, you ask people what their favorite Tales game is. A lot of people will say that title. And now I understand why. It is awesome in every aspect. I cannot wait to get it on PS4 and play it again. Um, oh, I had a thought in my head. It's, oh, Nino Kuni Remastered obviously deserves to be on that list as well. I haven't played the remaster, but Part 3 is my favorite PS3 game. Or, shoot, Part 1 was my favorite PlayStation 3 game, which made me so much more disappointed with Part 2. Now, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Love it or hate it, I endured it. I had an interesting conversation with my brother um, this past weekend when he was in visiting, and he kind of shared the same opinion that we just didn't love the game. There's a multitude of reasons, I guess, why, and they've probably all been stated on here before. So I wouldn't even put this on my top five for the year. Um which is extremely disappointing for how long we waited for that game. It just didn't live up to it. So that leaves. <laughs> um, I didn't play Dragon Quest Eleven, obviously, either uh, for the Switch. But Dragon Quest Eleven is one of my favorite games of all time. And this one always seems to have done better. I will play it eventually. It obviously deserves to be on the very top of the list. But for me, Jake, you're right. It's Cold Steel 3. Granted, I have not beaten it yet. But uh, no matter what happens at the end of this game, knowing there's a part four, so it doesn't matter what happens. It's not going to change my opinion of how I won't say perfect, but as near to perfect a JRPG experience can get. If you want a crazy deep story, beautiful graphics, great voice acting, absolutely near flawless battle system with still turn based, but with the each button on a face button on the controller makes it very fast like it was in Persona 5, it's hard for me to to really go against it. The battles can be a little repetitive because you kind of use the same strategy for most of them, but boss battles really change that up and make it very challenging. 
Um, I've certainly died my fair share of times and or been pushed to the brink and (laughs) really had to change things up and make a strong comeback. Uh, It's a game that every time I fire it up with as little time as I have to play games anymore, I'm so thrilled to do it every single time. Um, I don't, the only thing I don't love about it is some of the new characters. Like I really grew up loving the ones for the first two. And while they all are in this game in some capacity, they're not a main part of your fighting. And that's a little sad, but the new ones aren't terrible. They just haven't grown on me. Like the, you know, you play (laughs) multiple playthroughs of the first two, you get attached to some people for sure. So yeah, it's Cold Steel 3. That's my favorite. I can't speak for you what your favorite is. That's great. Whatever it is, you should uh, make sure you join in on the thread and let me know. That's going to do it for today. Like I said, next week I'll do that video and post it on the Facebook page. For the winners of the contest, you still got a little bit of time to get in on that before I make a drawing. Uh, next, I'll do it next Thursday. Um, I'll post it along with the new podcast next week. And maybe we'll take another glance ahead to see what games we've got coming out. It may be another slow week, so I may need to uh, (laughs) rust up a topic for us to talk about. Um, Thanks again so much for tuning in this week. Don't forget, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a uh, sub on YouTube. I'm still always accepting listener support. Uh, and if you will head over to wherever you listen to this and give us a uh, nothing less than five-star rating, of course. <laughs> no, give us a rating. I would really appreciate a review. That always helps bump us up. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 92 of the JRPG Report. We'll see you back again next week. But until then, get back out there and level up.